Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's get to it. Our special guest at the top of the hour. Oh, this is great. He was a writer for The Late Show with David Letterman. And before The Late Show, late night from 1991 to 2015, Bill Sheft has a brand new book about the last days of Letterman, the final six weeks. And Bill is on the phone. Good morning, Bill. Hi, how are you? Morning. Doing great. This is a, a big honor for us. All three of us are big Dave fans, and, and especially for me. Dave means the world, so we appreciate your time. Uh, and thanks for writing this book from all of us fans. Mm-hmm. What, well, I, wanted to- I appreciate it, except I didn't write the book. Uh, Scott Ryan wrote the book. Ah, okay. Ah, okay. Well, thank you for putting it out there, at the least. <laughs> Bill, let me ask you, uh, the, the, in, when you're wrapping up a show like this, whether it's you know Carson and trying to get uh, as many guests in or Dave, how how involved did Letterman get in the selection of the guests for the last six weeks? How did that work, Bill? He was as involved as he always was, which was, you know, incredibly involved. I mean, he was always the ultimate yes-no on the show. Um, you know, I, I, so he was, uh, yeah, he was very, he was as involved as he always was. He was that much more. Yeah. Le- Lex? Yeah, I, I want to talk about the top ten lists and how you guys created those on a daily basis. Uh, was there some chaos behind the scenes, or was it just as fun as it seemed? Well, it was. Um, it was. <laughs> it certainly wasn't as fun as it seems because <laughs> you just. It, it, it's a. Um, I often said about writing on the show. You know, we had about a, a dozen writers, and when you have a strip show, which is a, a, a nightly show. Um, you're just trying to make mounds and mounds of coleslaw during the day and get one good serving out of it to put on the air that night. So the top ten was um, all the writers uh, contributed. Everybody uh, pretended as if they were the only writer writing the list. So we would go through, you know, to get the items that you, to get the final list that you saw, there might be 200 or 300 items turned in and i know what you're thinking you mean those were the best 10 items that they (laughs) came up with and um so it was always generating a lot of material to just get the best stuff out and especially that last top 10 i mean we all worked on that for at least a month 
Bill, what was Bill? Take us because the book is talking about the last six weeks. You were right there for that last show. Can you describe? I mean, I've watched it probably. Uh, I kept it on my DVR for what, and it's been uh, what three years now. I, I watch it all the time. What was the mood like, Bill? Can you describe the electricity and and what Dave's demeanor was before he came out for that final? You know, as the theme crescendos. What what was it like that night? Well, he well. Um the thing is, is that we were all so involved and had been so involved for so long because really we knew he was going off the air. We were going off the air a year before. So, and as it gets closer to the last show, you're so immersed that you're really not experiencing it in real time like somebody in the audience or somebody at home mm. because you're just. Trying, we're all just trying to get through the show. Okay, take a deep breath. Now tomorrow, so which was way the which was the way the show always was, but it was just so heightened. We didn't. The only pressure that we felt was the pressure to get it right because we were confident about the things we were doing or the the guests we had or the the comedy pieces, we were pretty confident about that. We just wanted uh, to try and go through the tape, as we all say, go through the tape like a runner and leave nothing on the table and, and have no regrets. Dave was very calm that that last night. I remember him being very calm, and then, you know, when I was on the floor with him, I would be off to the side. And I remember him coming out and doing the warm-up, as he always did, and at the end of the warm-up, he says to the audience, uh, this is the most important show of my life. Thanks a lot. And he walks away, and I thought, oh, yeah, right, it's the last show. Um, <laughs> and he said it so matter-of-factly. And um, so that's, yeah, he was in the moment, which I give him a lot of credit for. And the guy, Dave, never liked any to have anybody in the audience that he knew. Mm. Never liked to be distracted by seeing somebody in the audience that he knew. And the final night, Ooh. his wife and his kid were in the audience. And I thought, well, this is going to throw him. I, you know, when I heard that they were, I said, this is a bad idea. <laughs> no, nope, it was nothing. It no. was, you know, it was the what he wanted. Bill, the moment with Harry when you guys showed the picture of the kids smoking. I mean, it was that was great, Bill. Yeah, well, that was, thanks. I wish I could take credit for it. But we did stuff like that all the time. And, yeah. um and and that was um you know that was probably something that somebody came up with a couple of weeks before yeah well bill i we appreciate your time i mean my goodness i could talk to you for an hour i i i'm a fan of your work and uh the, the, that show meant the world well, to me you're an so incredible thanks. fan of my work you gave me credit for writing a book i didn't write right <laughs> <laughs> i mean the writing on the show bill the writing on the show thank you so much for your time this morning all right, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Bill Sheft, everybody. The book that Bill did not write is called The Last Days of Letterman, The Final Six Weeks, yeah. that Bill did not write. <laughs> yeah, he, he did the foreword, so yeah, he yeah, did yeah. write part of it. <laughs> yeah, I wonder, you know, it says that he was, um, he wrote the monologues for Letterman, mm-hmm. and... I wish I would have had um, an opportunity to ask him about that. If it's, do you guys know if it's a collaborative effort? If it's more than one person, or is that like the top guy who gets to do that? That sets the tone of the whole show. 
Yeah, it's the monologue is typically the way I know Carson did it. It was a team, mm-hmm. uh, and, and and I think Dave handled it the same way as Johnny would drive in uh, to work, or even before he would email. He would go through the papers, and I know mm-hmm. Dave did this. He would go through all the, the the day's papers and email, or with Johnny, I think he would call the writers and say, "Hey, uh, you know this is this is interesting. This could be a joke." And then it is a team. Mm-hmm. Like it's a team of thing? yeah. Okay. I think it's a, a, at least two or three that would work on the monologue, yeah. and then Dave, they would do the dress the the rehearsal, and then Dave would pick the ones he liked, and then get rid of the ones he didn't like. Gotcha. Um, and would occasionally write his own. Like when there was a writer strike, um, they had they they dealt with the writer strike a couple times during Dave's run. Uh, Dave wrote the entire show by himself. Oh, right. A, a couple oh. times, so he wrote the monologue, and he was a great writer. I mean, he he really was. Yeah, really, um, just funny guy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, that's how he started. He started as a stand-up comedian, but uh, but no, they would they they would have a you know segment producers for the segments, and then a separate uh, team just for the monologue, and mm-hmm. that would change. Uh, you know, when Dave first started, the monologue was shorter, uh, then it got longer, and then it got shorter, and then you know it it just it kind of changed as ratings changed and taste changed, and uh, and one of my favorite fun facts, one of my favorite moments was. Actually, the show after Johnny died, after Carson died, Letterman, I think, and yeah, I'm biased because I'm a Dave guy. I wasn't yeah. really a Leno guy. John, uh, Dave had Doc Severinsen and Peter LaSalle, who was the executive producer for, for Johnny. And then Peter was also Dave's executive producer for the first couple years of the late show on CBS. And they did a nice tribute. But But listen to this. The monologue that Dave did that day were all jokes because in Johnny's last five or six years, Johnny would fax monologue jokes to the writers of De- of the Late Show. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, he would fax in he would fax in jokes to Dave's writers, <laughs> and Dave would occasionally use them. Well, check this out on that show on on Dave's first show back after Johnny died. All of the jokes in Dave's monologue were written. By by, Johnny. by by Johnny Carson. Oh, um, that's so yeah. cute. And it was it was really cool. And all the jokes, all the jokes, like held together. I mean, they were just uh, here's a here's a here's a few of them. How many people are on a, a low carb uh, diet? Yeah. And and do you find that it's working? Is it effective? The low carb diet. It's uh, Everything is low-carb now. They have the uh, low-carb beer, they have low-carb pizza, low-carb ice cream. And earlier today, I was reading in the Times something that makes no sense to me. You can now actually buy low-carb condoms. <laughs> Are you aware of that? Oh <laughs> makes no sense. Uh. This was, uh, this was interesting and kind of a strange... Uh, John Kerry, you know John Kerry, uh, came... <laughs> you heard he didn't win. <laughs> well, he was, he was criticized for throwing away his military service medals uh, back in the 70s. So, not to be outdone, today, uh, President Bush... Uh, threw away his National Guard spotty attendance ribbon. <laughs> oh my 
god. You can hear Johnny saying that. You know, President Bush was overseas. He was in Rome. He was visiting the Pope. Did you see those photos? Oh my god, the poor guy, he's just, he looked old. He looked just confused. Like he didn't know where he was. And then the Pope told Bush to relax and enjoy himself. And then after that, everything. <laughs> oh, so then, yeah, so he finishes the monologue. And what was brilliant about that night was Dave didn't say anything. Like, Dave didn't reveal that fact until Doc Severinsen came out. And it, when Dave went to his desk and said, by the way, all the jokes that I just told were written and faxed into us. Can you get an, imagine getting a fax from Johnny? <laughs> Isn't that great, Lex? Faxing. Yeah. Oh. And, he, and, he, and he was so... Uh, Peter LaSalle tells the story, and again, he was the executive producer for both Dave and uh, 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 Johnny. Peter said that he would call Johnny, and Johnny would be like, you know, should I do this? You know, because if I send the joke, Dave's going to feel the pressure to run it, and I don't want... He was so considerate of other comedians, and look, he had a... He had a you know, Johnny had a reputation for being um, a little prickly pear, but... He, he loved Dave, and he was like, oh, I want to send it, but I don't want, if I send it, then Dave's going to, you know what I mean? And he was just very considerate. But yeah. anyway, so, well, yeah. Fun. The last days of Letterman. Memory uh, lane. I know. The la- so that book's available. I, I can't wait to just kind of devour it because I have most of those shows uh, I saved. Uh, Julia Roberts' last appearance, Regis. Uh, Bill Clinton, Billy Boy was on there. Oprah, one more appearance from Oprah. Uh, And then that top 10 list on the late on the last show that that Bill talked about was uh, a star studded. Julie Louis-Dreyfus on that. Chris Rock, Jim Carrey, Barbara Walters, Peyton Manning. Wow. uh, Bill Murray. Yeah, that was the final top 10. So really, really good. Yeah, so cool. I wanted to also talk about Paul Schaefer a little, too, because apparently in this book, too, they talk about the ways that he and the writers would collaborate and work on the songs that the stars would come in as they were walking out. And oh, then the also walkout, yeah. The walkout, the walkout music, and then also just kind of the fun, uh, just like sound effects that he would play and how that worked in with the writing. I mean, what a cool thing to have all of these you know, funny hosts a, a musical genius, 12 writers, yeah. and all collaborating to do yeah. this great show. And just the constant grind of having to I, continue I, to do that. I was just, Lex, it's funny when you got ready to say, and as we say with our show, you can have a really good show on a Tuesday, yep. but you got Wednesday staring <laughs> yes, at you. You know what I mean? Yes. It's, it's, the it's feeding, so true. Feeding the beast is mm-hmm. what we call it. And yeah, I mean, they and they had to do that every day. A, a new, like... A new monologue, seven minutes of jokes every day. Can you imagine? I mean, we oh. freaked out doing Project Down and Dirty, but <laughs> but new yeah. jokes every day and oh. bits and routines. And when Martha Stewart would come on, a cooking say, I mean, it was a modern day variety show. And, and uh, yeah, I love you, Dave. Pop quiz. What can you buy for three ninety nine? Not a latte, but for less than the cost of a cup of coffee, you can get all your favorite music ad-free. While other streaming services jack up their prices, Live One's membership is only $3.99 per month, and you can lock in that price for a full year. Join now to get the best deal in music with zero ads, unlimited skips, and maximum audio quality. Get the music you love at a price that fits into your budget with Live One Plus. Check out liveone.com slash bestmusic for details. 
Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.